0: I'll sleep when I'm bored. <laughs> Games? Today on. <laughs> Is that the one we're using
1: or what? That's the one, yeah. We'll <laughs> talk over the intro. <laughs> Don't talk over the intro. It's too
0: late.
2: There's no way out now. That's I'm it. committed. Fuck.
0: Go ahead. It just shows how unoriginal I am. Jesus. He's <laughs> bringing that B game chart. It's all good.
3: I don't know if you saw his gesture, but we're on.
0: I figured. Well, amongst amongst originality, guys, it's one of the things I excel at, is being different from everyone else.
2: It's one of those intra-family memes they don't have in Canada.
3: I wanna I wanna I wanna have everybody get their bingo cards out. Yeah, we're gonna, pointing we're gonna double at my out. background. Chards pointing at my background. <laughs> Guys, today
0: today we're talking about something I have absolutely no knowledge about and, and the fact that I'm going to be the host for this was uh a last minute Your decision idea. clearly made in an error. Um <laughs> Today, we're talking about board games that have turned video games. Am I right? Am I right on that one, guys? Mostly. Mostly. So I am surrounded by the aficionados of board game to video game in this podcast. Yeah, just in this podcast. I I don't (laughs) know about the world. I can't speak for the world. But I can certainly speak for the the three gentlemen that I sit down here with. uh, Wolf, Sinistar, and Jake, your knowledge of the subject will hopefully either sway my decision to pick these things up or completely reject the idea they even exist. It's a lot like Jake's opinions on Dr. Pepper. Mm. I don't understand it. Oh, wow. I'm and going away for Charlie. two weeks,
1: and already he's getting them in early. Just just get him out of the so, way. So,
0: well, we love you, Jake, but today on. But <laughs> no. Anyways, so I I have no idea. Uh, I'd have no uh, pig in this race. I've got nothing. You guys need to con- convince me to want to try these small list of games that we have that used to be board games that are also video games. I give you gentlemen the floor and the time. Who wants to go first to try and convince me? That I should play whatever board game slash video game or board game turned video game tonight. Who who would like the first crack? <laughs> just call digital edge. board okay. games. It's easier. Also, I have a lot of I have a lot of I have a lot of video games turned board games over here. Get your bingo cards out. They're all on my shelf back here, uh, next to the race car and this goofy looking idiot Those right are here. PC games. Uh, you <laughs> those know, are board games turned video games. Don't tell me what's in my room, Jake. Okay, this is <laughs> my location that I designed myself. Okay, no idea. This was not taken from anybody. This was completely off of this noggin. This design came out. You know, right, my for those because Sinistar's got an active flame. Mine is very just chill.
3: For those that are listening to the podcast later, you're gonna have to go see. The, the gag run. Po- the visual slash at press me to cancel. See, this is how we lure the, the listeners in. I know
0: what I'm doing. Mm. Guys, who wants to go first? Who wants to attack my my mental my mental dam? Who wants to break this mental dam of me not understanding these games that I should I should try? Who wants it? Who wants at it? Uh
3: Jake, if Steve, you or me, apparently. <laughs> okay, I'll Steve go. it is. Steve's okay, going. Steve it is. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Steve?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: you Not might be been. Steve this week. I'll we'll fix that Steve. next week. <laughs> okay. Never. Sorry, we're we're apparently giddy and stupid today. We are stupid. <laughs> today. Um okay, well, my first board game, turned video game, digital board game, uh is Lords of Waterdeep. It is a Dungeons and Dragons based board game, but don't let that fool you. Don't let that fool you. It is much more of a standard, almost European style board game where the pieces are little cubes and it's not so much about dungeon delving. It's about resource manipulation, but it's one of my absolute favorite board games to play because much like a board game that will be spoken of later in this episode it looks like it's complex at the beginning, but it like the minute, like it kind of clicks in your brain, it's it's actually a very simple game to play. With the caveat that the strategy can become complex, right? Like how you play against other players can become complex. So the whole premise of this board game is uh, you are playing a Lord of Waterdeep. Waterdeep is a, is a town or a city in uh, the Dungeons and Dragons universe. And you are, are, we, are we, which 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 rule set are we using here? And how old is this? Uh, this is Forgotten Realms, so okay. this is uh, and and really the rule set doesn't apply to the board yeah, game. No real set. You you okay. are you are literally a lord hiring uh, people to go and do these these tasks for you, and they basically once you collect hmm. enough resources, you just say, "Well, my team went and did it, and it's success," and move on. I'm already kind of sold on this
0: game because it feels a lot like me. I'm very nice. complex looking, mm-hmm. but once you get to know me, I'm super simple. So I <laughs> um, feel like this is gonna this is gonna grab my attention.
3: simple or simple ten?
0: Mostly that. <laughs> okay. Five. Ooh, five. <laughs> five.
3: Uh, so okay. You, so you
1: say resources though. It's not resources in
3: this game I thought were really cool. Cause it's yeah. actually like Character well, classes, let me, let me, right? yeah, let me explain. Yeah. So what happens is, as I said, you're a Lord of Waterdeep. You actually keep that secret. You keep your Lord secret until the end of the game. And because each Lord has a bonus based on the types of quests that you complete. And what you do is you collect quests. And so the quests are cool. Like there's one that's like training owl bears. And there's another that's like, you know, go defeat the Beholder. And there's another, but these are little cards. And and literally the cards just say, you need four warriors or bar- whatever the, the fighters. You need four fighters, you need two magicians, you need two clerics, and you need, you know, this. And there are locations on the board that you take your character's representative and you move them to that position and you get to collect those fighters or clerics or wizards or whatever. And once you collect the correct ones, you can complete the quests. The quests push you toward the end of the game. Uh, They give you a score and whoever gets the highest score at the end wins. So really it's a very simple uh, uh, concept. You add on top of it that those locations are One person and one person only, with a couple exceptions, but one person and one person only. So each round, if you want to go collect the spot that has the two fighters and somebody gets there first, you can't use that spot this round. So it's like Monopoly. It Kind of, yeah. But they add another piece on top of it where you can actually put your person in a spot and buy an additional spot that you can put onto the board that gives you additional spots. And those become advanced. Like some of them are like, I can get a wizard and two fighters, or I can actually exchange some for others, stuff like that. So, and that's where like the strategy becomes, you know, uh, higher. Now there are some expansions for this that are in the, the, uh, the digital version that add some other layers. But honestly, I really love the core game. The the expansion is called Scoundrels of Scoundrels of Skullport. Yeah, um,
1: and by the way, <laughs> I
3: I can see that. <laughs> uh, and and by the way, the the board game and the computer game play essentially exactly the same. So this is uh, this is like a one to one translation. So it's really cool because I can play it online with my friends. And I don't have to go pull out the board game. I don't have to like move all of the pieces into the right place. I don't have to, you know, shuffle this and shuffle that. I basically can just start it, get going, talk to my friends, and say, "Let's play." We all jump in and we play. So, huh. it's a fantastic game. If you've ever played, so those those of us that are, or those of you that are maybe listeners that are familiar with uh, European board games, there's a game that this is very similar to called Stone Age. And I wasn't super sold on Stone Age when I played it, but I love uh, um, Lords of Waterdeep. And I think it's that addition of being able to add the the little shops and storefronts and stuff that you can use. So that's my yeah, the, that's my spiel. Uh,
1: so I love this game. I'm glad you picked this one because I was torn because I love this game too. My wife and I played this like to death. I think we actually wore the board out. We played it so many mm. times when we got it. Um, I like the expansion a lot too. I think it adds some more stuff to it. It adds a corruption mechanic, basically negative points that you can accumulate, mm-hmm. but in exchange in those, those tokens, you get more resources. I love this game. I love the components. I, I have played Stone Age, but you're right. Waterdeep, the, the customizable board, is different every time you play. You get to select which location you want, and that fight for the the great locations is so good. It's And you're not really, you're usually not worrying too much about the other players. Like You're not attacking the other player generally. Well, I think there's cards you can give them and make them do. But I love the th- the theme of this game is so good. And the components are really good out of the box. Like the, the cardboard uh, token coins, like it's it's large oh, yeah. currency, d d currency. So you have these little square pennies and you have these half-moon things. They're really great. Um, I know that the resources are cubes. I love this game so much. I found a guy off Etsy who made little meeples, like rogues, clerics, wizard meeples. The, the, the helmets for the warriors, the cleric cloaks, the whole nine yards. I bought a full set of these damn things. I love them so much. They're really cool. I love this game. I pimp this, this copy of the game out. I'm I'm almost sad that it's so hard to find. I have not seen it on a shelf in a while. And I'm sad they haven't tried doing another version of this or more expansions. This is one of my favorite tabletop games. Um, I played the iPad version of the app a long time ago. And I heard it They recently brought it up for Steam. And I heard that the AI is actually really good in this. And, and I want to pick it up. I love that board game. You're right. This game is so fun to play. It's a worker placement game. And I really love the strategy of you have a handful of moves. You can make a turn. And you want to really just grab those spaces before your opponent does that you know they're going to use. If you see them trying to collect a bunch of warriors, you can fuck them up (laughs) by putting your worker in the place that gives you warriors. And you can just, it's it's just, you can get so vindictive. In a non-confrontational way, and I love that. <laughs> it's, it's
3: it's a great game. So it's like
0: Monopoly, yeah, exactly like Monopoly. It's passive aggressive,
3: except for it gives you a choice as well because you can you can actively do the whole block and and you know fuck your enemy, or yeah. you can just race for points and not try to mess up the other players. So it's you can play it either direction, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm watching the Steam video of this particular game, yeah, and it—I mean—it looks much like a board game. It—I it, mean—it's yeah. now this is, is my speaking, so it looks a lot like the Ticket to Ride style of uh-huh. board game, yeah. But uh, so it's not like it's not like this is a game that turns into a Dungeon Crawler. This is no. just a digital version of the same thing, just right. In right. There. Right.
2: Okay. I think Dungeons and Dragons. That's all. I don't think a lot of board games really need the bells and whistles outside of stuff like, you know, you you see the digital version of Monopoly these days and that's got bells and whistles out the wazoo. But I mean, that's because they have to entice people to play it somehow because everybody has their own house rules for the game and everything. So they had to work that in. And then even then, like the the, whatever you want to call the announcer. Uh Oh, my God. Shut up sometimes. But
3: (laughs) hey, look. This this hundred-year-old board game now has a three-dimensionally rendered hat. Enjoy. Let's fucking go. It's
0: even got uh, <laughs> lighting. So, like, when it turns, you can see where the shine, the, uh-huh. light, the center
1: yeah. of the light is.
3: It's pretty cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> RTX
1: hat. Yeah, it's great.
3: No, uh, Lords of Waterdeep, I mean, in, in all honesty, Lords of Waterdeep is... Uh, I can't think of anything that isn't a one-to-one translation from the board game. Really. Mm-hmm. Like... Mm-hmm. The board looks exactly the same. The, you know, the pieces look exactly the same. The way that the turns work is exactly the same. So hmm. um, the so I guess the true, one advantage.
0: True yeah. to the physical copy, basically. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The one advantage 100%. is I don't have to worry about setting it up. And really, the more important piece is I don't have to worry about, because the board game has this nice, like, uh, uh tray where you can put all the pieces and have them, like, and I don't have to worry about doing that after. Like it has a oh, guide. Man. Here's where this goes. I'd lose all these goddamn
0: after. pieces. I feel like yeah. I'd lose every <laughs> single one of these pieces. I'd be yeah. using dice and like hair lint, maybe a tooth. I'd be <laughs> like, here, here's your resources. I'd <laughs> got. What I got?
4: Tooth? Toenail,
0: you know, <laughs> something floating around here. Yeah, <clears throat> it's so, a crazy room. It, I mean, it looks it looks a little nuts.
2: Need yeah. warriors. We lost the warriors. Here's some weapons from Clue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The candlestick
3: is a bastard sword. Okay.
0: Just
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> imagine that.
3: <laughs> anyway, uh, I love yeah. this game. I love it both in physical form and in the digital form. Yeah.
0: And you know, for 10 bucks on Steam, it could be a good game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's it a, a steal. Oh,
1: like, yeah. This game is one yeah, of the best I mean, digital board games. Yeah.
2: That's what I was looking at. Like it's it's very Modestly priced, it's ten bucks for the game, and then two bucks for each of the two expansions. So four bucks, like all in, you're at fourteen dollars in tax, right? Okay, so that is a difference.
3: No, 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 that's a difference. Scoundrels of Skullport is technically two expansions. Remember, it's divided into, and so I think they sell the DLC separately. So that's the cool thing about the board game is you buy the expansion, and it comes with both portions of the Scoundrels of Scoundrels of Skullport. But I mean when you're considering no, but, a board game is fifty bucks at its base cost for a physical yeah. board game for a yeah, yeah, base yeah. cost, most are 70, 80, 90 dollars these days. Yeah. Yeah. It's even yeah, verified so, like, on the, your
2: Steam Deck. The yeah. DLCs, there's the Skullport expansion and then there's the Under Mountain expansion.
3: Yes. Those are both right. in the Scoundrels of Skullport uh box. Physical, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So the but box I has mean, both still, of those together. Two,
2: Four, what you're all in at fourteen bucks instead of hundred and twelve. Uh, well, I, I think
3: I think that expansion <laughs> was like thirty-five, right? I mean, mm-hmm. by itself. So like the box, right. the physical box.
0: That's expensive. But I mean, you're paying for pieces, you're
3: paying for
0: meeples. Manufacturing. You're paying yeah, for, no, yeah, I yeah. I I, I
2: don't want to talk shit about like manufacturing costs and all that for like a really nice board game is a really nice board it's, game. So it's I'm worth not it, talking yeah. Like a lot that, of games are worth I mean, the cost affordability is very much a thing with board games these days it used to be you want a board game go to the store pick it up for 15 20 bucks but now the board games are so intricate and advanced and have so many things going on that there's so many levels of manufacturing and all that it drove the price up and that's just it's the nature Mm -hmm. of the beast but at the same time like there are a lot of people who love collecting these things. I have some really nice board games upstairs, so I'm not talking shit on that. But the I fact have, that it's yeah. literally not a cash grab of a digital version of the game is spectacular.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to that point, the other thing is, is I mean, as much as I love the digital edition, board games are one of the, the fastest to be removed from sale items in the world. Like, you'll see a board game come out, and two years later, it's now like, on it's the gone. lists of like, you go to Board Game Geek and people are like, "I'm selling it for 200 now. Enjoy." Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh-huh. They become collectors' items like comics yeah.
0: and, and cards and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. That's why it I, makes I, sense. I mean, if you I, have such a high quality game like that. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, like a quick side tangent. My my beef with the board game industry is a lot of them nowadays are funded by Kickstarter. Well, I mean, which is great. Right. They get a lot of money from it. But if you don't get in on the Kickstarter and get all the piece and all the stuff there, or buy it, odds are you won't be able to buy it at all if you didn't go all in. Mm -hmm. So I've had that with one of my games I picked today. If you didn't get that one expansion, it's not sold anymore, and they're never going to sell it again. They only did it briefly during a Kickstarter, and that was it. So it's it's it's, Mm -hmm, there's a lot of FOMO with some of these board games that are sold.
3: Anyway, that's my spiel. Fair.
0: Jake's word of the day is FOMO. That's like the second Mm -hmm. or third time I've either read it. Or heard it today,
1: yeah, Well,
3: It, it makes we sense. Need a, we need games. a word of the week. Wait, in board games, in all honesty, well, because mux. of because of how fast board games go out of print, FOMO yeah. is a thing. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> that's huge. probably why he has it. let
0: will say yeah. you de- you develop that stuff over time. You know what I mean? It doesn't yep. just happen. Perfect. All right. Well, we'll put that. We'll put a pin in that one. Who wants to? Uh, wants to? Yeah. I'm like i like Shark um, Tank, okay? Give me your spiel. Who's next?
1: Let me go because I'll do the one that is also not D&D themed, but it's Pathfinder themed. Pa- Pathfinder being a and a clone or, or yeah, inspired yeah. by, I mean, they used to use the same engine for the longest while. So Paizo partnered with, um, I think it's Card Shark Games or Lone Shark Games to make a card game, the Pathfinder Adventure card game. And I want to say that was also on a Kickstarter. I could be wrong though, but Oh, he's going. Cinder oh, yeah. pointing at his yep, shelf. I
0: got it. I got it right back here. That one's one. Yeah, I got that one. Right so that's there.
1: the that's the book. Yeah, so it's I all it is a book. tabletop RPG, and it's quite an involved RPG. And the great thing about Pathfinder is they had their their adventure paths, which are like set stories, and there's a book for each of their stories, and it's all the quests and stuff. I don't. Ha- I didn't at the time have a lot of time to play play tabletop RPG games. I had d and D game going. I never really gave a a fair shot at Pathfinder but this Pathfinder card game it's a card game themed after Pathfinder and it's each of the box sets and there and there, there's basically i think they did 4 or 5 of them each one is based off of one of those adventure stories so the first box was was a uh, i think it's something like something the adventures of the rune lords there's also wrath of the righteous came out uh, there was the the pirate themed one so there, there's they did a whole bunch of them I got to say, I kind of went crazy with it. I bought the first three boxes completely. We're talking thousands of cards. And what this game is, is it's a series of scenarios. And the scenario will give you a list of several cards, like location cards. And then under each location card, randomly amongst, you know, a bunch of loot, like weapons and spells and items and stuff, and monsters in each location, there's also these henchmen and ultimately a villain for that scenario. And the goal of the game is to take your character and go through each location, and you're trying to work your way through each of the cards in that location. If it's if it's loot, you can try and roll to get it, and if you get it, goes to your hand. If it's a monster; you actually have to fight it, and if you don't, you take damage, which is discarding cards from your deck. But you're trying to find the henchmen and eventually find the villain and take the villain down. But it's it's very much in theme of Pathfinder, Dungeons and Dragons in terms of like the dice rolling for for rolling for getting loot and rolling for attacking. It's it's like RPG light in a lot of ways, but it's neat in that your character and you have a character card and you have stats, but your stats are basically what dice you roll for each stat. But your each character has a certain number of cards in their deck. So a wizard would have maybe one weapon and have four or five different spell cards and and whatnot. Whereas, you know, a monk would have a lot of potions, right? Like drunken fighter style type of thing. Uh, You know, cleric would have some divine spells, but also have weapons and also have armor cards and all those cards have their own abilities. It's very much a card game. I'm not going to say Magic the Gathering because it's more different than that. But each of the cards has an ability. But it's it's the theme is it just oozes theme from from a tabletop RPG, right? There's literally healing potions, there's potions of visibility, and they all have factors into the gameplay when you're going through these locations. It's a lot of fun to play. It's especially fun. I've played it with people who are not the type to do uh, actual tabletop role playing games. My wife and my kids would never try Dungeons and Dragons, but they've played the the card game. The card game is a little bit easier to get into, and it's 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 it gives you that same feel, but with some of the without the imagination work, I guess. The problem with this game, though, and I do like it, is the setup times. As I said, there are hundreds of cards, hundreds of them, and if you're playing with different people and different groups. And you're putting all your character cards back and having to take them all out every time, it can take you a good 40 minutes to set this damn thing up. It's it's really a pain in the ass. I actually, this is one of the few games where I actually went to the craft store, bought a bunch of, um, what do you call it, the, the core form, foam core board. Mm-hmm. And I made my own freaking box organizer for this game. Wow. And I took all yeah. three, four sets, all the expansions I bought, there's mm-hmm. lots of them, and jammed it all in one box. Like the box I have over there in the corner. It's like this big, it's huge, and it weighs a ton. Like, it's so, it's so full of cards. Yeah. <laughs> so, the setup is a pain in the ass. Now, Obsidian, who some people might recognize as, mm-hmm. as a game developer, between games, they made a digital version of this game. They started as an Android app, I believe. It might have been on, on iOS 2. But they made it. They eventually made its way to Steam. But it's a digital recreation of the game they've made they made it a little bit prettier there's music there's some special effects but it's basically a recreation of this card game and it means minimal setup no setup you make your character you save your character you can have multiple characters you can do whatever you want and it saves your progress from from quest to quest and all the quests are there i mean they did the first first box uh, pretty accurately to to the original to the original board game it's it's fantastic like you've rolled the dice it's it's nice 3d rendered dice the cards are all there it's it's fucking fantastic I don't. Did you guys ever play this game? I feel like I might be the no. one who's played this game.
3: No, the way that you described it, I was like, are you describing Munchkin? But then the minute yeah. you said, yeah,
2: yeah, the minute, getting Munchkin is, vibes from it. Yeah. Sure. Same. But the Same. minute
3: that you said, like, the setup time is ridiculous, so I'm like, nope, it's not Munchkin anymore. <laughs> That's not Munchkin. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> so it It feels like Munchkin, you know, and I love Munchkin too. I have a big box of random Munchkin cards we throw uh-huh. together. It's like that, except that you have multiple locations that you, you can go and knock the door on to, and, and loot, and there's dice rolling for combat. So it does have a Munchkin feel to it. Munchkin would be a good, like, a, I guess, gateway drug to Pathfinder, yeah. the card game, yeah. I guess is what I would say. Because I do like Munchkin, too.
3: Munchkin is the pot to this uh, yeah. this uh, game's uh, yeah. cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, it's
1: that. And also, you know what it is, too, is also this is also a cooperative game. And that was the thing I had a, 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 uh, for my board game phase. I used to have a board game group with some coworkers, and we played a lot of co-op games because when we played, you know, games where you're against one another, it's less team building and more cutthroat. So at least with co-op games, you're doing the team building thing. So we played a lot of those and this is a co-op game that we used to play. Okay, um, So you're you're supposed to be working together as best you can because this game is actually quite difficult. There's a countdown to to beat all the, the locations and find the villain each round and that depending on the scenario, that time is pretty tight and Honestly, I've lost more games than I've won since I started playing this game because it is quite quite difficult. But it's it's recreated so well digitally. It's 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 so much easier to just spit it up, and you can play in your own solo, just managing your party as, as you want to, or you can play with you know pass to pass and play.
0: I have. A I gotta question say for you, M- Munchkin just, has so never you- wanted to, me to do cra- arts and crafts. This sounds like an undertaking. <laughs> All right. Well, you don't so have to be. make your Sorry, organizer. What?
2: Sorry, you're, Jake, you're saying that this is a cooperative board game? I'm
1: yeah, out. so every player has their own character.
3: <laughs> What's wrong? Cooperative.
1: cooperative.
2: I've never had a good time playing a cooperative board game. I don't know if it was oh, the people I played with. My favorite or... games.
3: Honestly, my favorite games are cooperative. Really, seriously. Yeah, you win or lose together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, since just mentioned it's, pandemic pandemic is the greatest I time that a you will terrible have terrible
2: time playing pandemic oh
3: really oh, that's such a good okay. one though okay then you need better players yeah maybe it's quite probably yes <laughs> um yeah. we played, because it we always, played every the...
2: time i would play a cooperative board game with someone uh it was generally a very similar group of people every time uh, one player in particular would often decide yeah. that they were going to make all the decisions for everybody. And I'm like, why the hell are we even playing then?
4: Yeah, but right. if we
2: didn't do that, then that person would get upset and make it even, even, an even worse time for everybody. So Not sure. this that really put me off of cooperative board games.
3: Yeah, no, I'll do it. Uh, you,
0: yeah. yeah, you definitely uh, need to play with better people.
3: Yeah, since and I have, have some friends that we have played not only all of the pandemic, like standard board games, but they have the, what do they call them? The living board legacy. games or whatever, The you know, legacy games. Legacy ones, we have yeah. played through the legacy games and uh, absolutely adore those, the pandemic games. And it is seriously, if you have the right people with you, it is the most fun you will have getting your ass handed to you yeah
1: yeah i've lost most pandemic games but i still had fun playing mind. with it it's it's something about when you're playing with people that you get along with win or yeah. fail at least it's fun on the way and pandemic was good for that but every group that has yeah. that one guy who likes to yeah. like railroad who who does weather in the turn you have to usually have a talk with that person and say
0: like back the hell off like player
1: oh that didn't
2: work turn, that, right? that did not <laughs> work
0: yeah. yeah, you don't need to play. I don't know. This is, these are the types of games that Optic and I are not allowed to be on the same team together. For <laughs> his mother said,
3: i not played well when it's, when it, it's a hundred percent, when it's a hundred percent co op though, then your mother is in on the team with you and yeah, would no, probably have out. a good time. <laughs> no, just the two of us against the rest of the damn
0: table. And they were like, no,
3: you can't do that anymore. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, and, and to so find your card th- game. Right. Is
3: this still is this still uh, available?
1: So yes. yeah thank, you. thank, you, for, thank you for bringing that up. So uh, you can still buy it, but I probably wouldn't because <laughs> it's not being updated anymore. <laughs> I don't think it's sold well enough, which is a real damn shame because like I said, the the card game, the physical card game had multiple expansions. We're talking like five box sets on their own, plus character expansions. Like I got a character expansion to Wizards and it gives you five different alternate wizard classes you can play as, plus additional cards. I got a bunch of those expansions as well. None of that really made it to the digital app. They did do a small goblin-themed expansion that was exclusive to the digital app, but it's mostly cosmetic, not much in the way of gameplay changes. So they they mm-hmm. they they added stuff to it initially, but then I guess it didn't sell well enough, and over the years, it's kind of drifted. I, I hope you can still buy it, uh, or at least uh, at least hope you can still play it, because the digital version was quite good. But Obsidian... You would think, as a big company, I mean, they're a fairly large company, makes a lot of great RPGs these days. I mean, they're the ones who did, uh, was it Pillar of Eternity? I think, yeah, recently. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but they've they've really taken development resources off of the of this card game, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> two things. One, I was looking at it. I just searching Pathfinder, I could not find it. You have to yeah, actually search find it, it by name. I searched Obsidian Entertainment. Because I wasn't sure what the name was, I knew it was Pathfinder something, and I couldn't find it under Pathfinder. And under Obsidian Entertainment, I did find it, Pathfinder Adventures. So you have to search Pathfinder Adventures to find Mm. it.
1: Gotcha. Um, That's too bad.
2: And I think part of that is because it has mixed reviews, and I think the other part of that is it's only a ten dollars game. So with mixed reviews and ten bucks, Steam is probably not pushing it on people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well. And then for mixed reviews, seven DLCs. Yeah, that's like another 36 bucks. So
3: they tried so to make it, it a business model. Is it, <laughs> it, didn't work. Is it like, um, so I don't remember who it was. Catalyst, somebody did a uh, they, they came up with instead of a collectible card game, they called it a living card game, an LCG. Mm-hmm. And the difference is, is with the collectible card game, you go buy boosters and you hope to get the cards that you want with the living card games that i there was a cthulhu set that i bought a bunch of um and basically the boxes that you buy contain a complete set of you know that expansion that living set of cards and so that's kind of the difference is this is this a living card game or in the physical version or is it a
1: yeah collect- i think the difference between a living card game though so yes it's fixed there's no random boosters at least not in the physical game anyway it's all fixed cards when you buy an expansion, a character expansion, it's the same cards that another person would have, which is good for this kind of game. The difference with this, though, than a living card game is that it's one box of cards. All the items are in this box. And when you're doing your setup and you're randomizing each location's loot, any player can get those cards and build their character up. It's not like you're making a deck and you just use that deck and take it from game to the game your deck is only like, I think at most, 10, 15 cards, because your deck is also your life, from what I recall. Sure. So it's not a very stack of cards you have in your hand. So it's not like you're building a deck like Magic or something, where you have 50 cards. Um, so it's 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 less Magic the Gathering and more Munchkin, like, like you like you said, yeah. I said with Munchkin, okay. where you, you make a character each game, right? Yeah. And you have a handful of loot cards in front of you. It's It yeah. feels similar to that with, with more stuff on top.
0: Now, okay. Do you create like a character sheet for this, like like, do you, so you, you roll for your stats? And you get these cards. Like, how so do you, you have a how character do you card,
1: character? and each stat has a dice that can be rolled? Like, a warrior gets to roll, I think, a d10 for their strength, where a cleric only gets a d8, for example. Um, the character card does have spots, uh, like perks you can tick off as your character. Like, the more campaigns you play, like scenarios you finish and beat, you can mark off your card advancements for your character. You can make some stats better. Sometimes they, they get like more abilities. Up. There's also a, a Paragon class or expansion class to that character at a certain level. So you can actually carry your character from scenario to scenario and it grows. Kind of like, I think what? Bloomhaven has a similar idea where your character I can grow. A, or you can just play the basic character.
3: I have a Shadowrun card game that sounds really similar to now what you just described. Yeah, uh, I know I a little remember. bit of the Shadowrun yeah.
1: game because that one you also uh, develop a character over time, I think, too, yes. right? Uh-huh. Stickers, yep. I think.
3: And it has, yeah, stickers that you can apply to, uh-huh. Yeah.
1: So for this game, I mean, we did mark the cards. I wouldn't let anybody touch my cards. <laughs> but you but you can put them in sleeves and mark it off with the marker or I had them tracking a piece of paper. But you don't need you don't have a D&D character sheet per se. You you get a character card and that has all the information on it.
3: All right. I want to point out one thing. When I first went into the legacy games, the cuz you know, a board game, you buy the board game and you're like, don't mark up the cards, don't do anything, right? And then we played this Legacy Pandemic. Our friends bought it and are like come over and play this and the very first time it's like destroy this card i'm looking at it i'm like no no this is no uh but by the time we they told me this but by the time we got to the point where we were set up to destroy that card i lit it on fire
1: (laughs) you know what's funny if they ever brought the legacy game board games to digital Mm-hmm. The only way they could do that, and you know it's bad, but they would do it, is as NFTs. Yep. Every card's an yeah. NFT. And when you have to burn Don't your NFT, you lose ideas. that card.
3: What are <laughs> you doing? That's what they do. <laughs> we we get to 500 after wait, the wait, NFT wait. No, no, comment. No. Fantastic. No. We just came up with this idea. We're going to patent it. Crespi yeah. owns it. Anybody that wants to make NFTs this way, you have to pay us royalties. Yeah. Square. Press NFT to
2: cancel. <laughs> All right, so we're getting into the patent troll business. <laughs>
3: no, yeah, we're no. covering we're covering a lot because, of ground today. Because unlike a patent troll, we came up with the idea. We didn't buy it from somebody else, right? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> originators. Yeah, that's right.
4: <laughs> okay. Anyway,
3: yeah, no, this sounds. Uh, the problem is, is I'm sorry that the digital version gets those poor mixed reviews because honestly like it sounds awesome yeah I wonder what the bad reviews are for I
1: wonder if it's stability or bugs because uh, it's not getting updated anymore and if there's a bug in a game like this and they don't fix it you Watch feel it because there's hundreds of cards set, so if one up. card is a errata or bugs then it sucks <laughs>
3: what? That's yeah. that, I said yeah. it, it's probably because it still takes an hour to set the damn game up you, you have you have to like you have a shuffle <laughs> button and you have to like shuffle the decks <sighs> like please go to your local craft store and make a box <laughs>
1: I'm like fuck! I, I enjoyed the there. hands-on building of something to organize my cards, okay, Chard? It was fun. I liked doing it. It was better I than having five boxes of a, this shit. I
0: year. got a coupon to Joann's. Crazy. <laughs>
3: uh, no, I, I, I want this game. I want this game, but I don't know that I want the digital version. So,
1: yeah. It's. I don't even a, know if it's in print anymore. I better. think there was a second edition of the first box mm-hmm. that came out from Lone Shark, but I don't know if they're still making it. But uh, mm-hmm. for a while, it was hot. It was one of the, it, was, it was a very. It was on Board Game Geek as Geek one of their their top games for the longest while. So I don't. I don't know why. It
0: mm-hmm. sounds like it'd be a lot more fun physically than it would be digitally. Yeah. In that In that respect, like it just sounds like, it'd be more fun to be around people playing this game because you get to, as like, long as socially, you're willing yeah. to do the setup yeah. time. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, I you got to shuffle of every day. deck
1: and like this location needs five items, four spells and three monsters. This one needs five monsters, two items like the that part
3: of the setup was very tedious. And we're going to talk That's about a you. game. My next game is going to be very much in the same vein. <laughs> OK, I'll bring the glue and the all wood. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got? Wolf? <laughs>
2: all right. So I, I come to you guys bearing talisman digital edition. Talisman. There are. There are two versions of Talisman that are digital. There's Talisman Origins. Don't get that one. Get Talisman Digital Edition because Origins was like, sort of like a proof of concept relief release that's just single player, whereas Uh-oh. Talisman Digital Edition is actually a faithful port of the board game to digital. And that's I own points.
3: this game. I own this game, and I've never played it. Yeah, it's all okay. Great here. So.
2: <laughs> I played this game I, I've played this game so many times physical uh one of my best friends he's got so many of the expansions and they're all like 50 60 bucks so he's just yeah. got like a quarter of a closet full of talisman right but I'm like, dude, I love playing Talisman with you, but we live a thousand miles apart. (laughs) Will you get the digital edition? He's like, I've already spent so much on physical. I don't want to buy digital. (laughs) Then I guess we can't play it because (laughs) this game is so fantastic. It's. This you, you described Pathfinder as like RPG light. This is this is also like RPG light, but in a very different way. You play as an adventurer but you're like every single player is an adventure and you're all wandering the countryside trying to find items to help you get to the inner rings because you have to do certain things to get to the middle ring and then certain things to get to the actual center ring. And so, you know, it's, it's like an outer continent an inner continent and then the dungeon that you actually want to get through and kill the final boss first. So it's, it's a race against the other players, but if you go too fast, you can sort of screw yourself and die against the final boss while he's killing everybody else outside as well.
0: Damn.
2: So <laughs> oh, as, soon as somebody up, goes and fights the is? final boss, you actually, um, in a way, you actually gain artifacts that let you do more damage, take more damage, things like that. So there's little there's shops and encounters and enemies and all sorts of things you gain experience points, you get money, you wander around, you buy a raft to cross at certain points to get to the intercontinent. Things like that. So you have to get objects that will let you pass from uh, through gates basically to get to the final boss and the more types of objects you have the better so you can actually get a pack mule that lets you carry more stuff right other players can kill your pack mule and make you drop your shit on the board and then somebody else can wander by and pick it up so wow. really quick there's what's up
3: i played command and conquer the original command and conquer
2: <laughs> and
3: you know it has the little crystal collectors right that move around and whatever And we, when we played multiplayer games, we came up with a term. We basically said the rule is no cow killing. And I feel (laughs) like you just described cow killing in this board game. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not cooperative. I thought this was cooperative.
2: It's not cooperative. It is very much you, you can go out of your way to screw the other players. I will mention this is a game that got pulled out of rotation with that same player I talked about earlier. Yeah.
0: (laughs) This guy's got a reputation.
2: But uh, there was like this, this is just a lot of fun to me and the wife and I have played the digital edition. Again, this is one of those games where there's a lot of setup. There's a lot of teardown. This does away with all of that. The upside Mm -hmm. is like the base game digital edition, just seven dollars. It's super cheap. Yeah, Yeah.
3: But it
2: has DLCs out the wazoo.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh. If you buy all of the DLCs, it's (laughs) two hundred and five (laughs) dollars.
2: Two hundred and five dollars. Got six expansions. It's worth mentioning. Oh, there's (laughs) there's like forty. There's forty nine DLCs there's 49 DLCs. Some are just individual characters. Some are like actual expansions. And then you can buy a season pass for 60 (laughs) bucks. That won't get you all of the expansions though. So you have to be aware of that. Mm. The nice thing about this game is at least when I last played it every week, they give you access to a different DLC and a different character so that you can sort of test run it.
1: Hmm. Oh, that's good. So they say. give you a taster that there? cycles
2: around, and there's just the one season pass. And like, if you look at the season pass review, it's like really bombed because they did the season pass, which apparently promised all future expansions, and then they hit a point where they stopped putting the expansions in the season pass. So, <laughs>
3: well, considering they want <laughs> but- to charge two hundred and five dollars for all of it
2: <laughs> yeah but if you look in it well that minus 60 bucks so 145 okay. but still 145 um, but if you, yeah the, the other side is Drop if you bucket. look at any individual dlc's reviews they might only have like 30 or 40 maybe fewer but they tend to be overwhelmingly positive <clears throat> so it's the, the the season pass bombing is not for the gameplay mechanics it's just mm. for how they package the season pass yeah, the game itself is very positive reviews with like five thousand reviews. Yeah, so it's it is a very faithful adaptation of the board game. It is a lot of fun, and honestly, the wife and I, we've tried the various DLCs that cycle through. We never enjoy anything as much as just the base game. Hmm.
3: So I own this. I I, I kind of said this at the beginning, and I've never played it. I I remember I got this. I think I got this in a humble bundle. Honestly. Probably, and it means that I also have two expansions at least. I maybe I didn't activate them all, but I have the dungeon expansion and the and the Highland expansion. But I would love Jimmy to sit down with you sometime and have you teach me this game while we play <laughs> it. Right? And I And if we wanted to do a press B, I would buy the six pack for thirty bucks and gift you gift the remainder oh, of you that don't deal. have it.
2: Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a great thing that's worth mentioning too is a six pack is just 30 bucks and then you're like you get it you get it you get you could be oprah winfrey with this game <laughs> <laughs> you get a talisman and you get a talisman yeah so this wow. this is so, a lot of fun to me like this it's there's definitely a lot more depth than something like you know uh carcassonne L- or lords
3: of Waterdeep. like lords of yeah, Waterdeep is actually it's, it's a, a simple concept
2: Yeah, it's a simple concept with a lot of depth. That's what this is. So, you know, you do have an inventory to manage or at least keep track of money. You have to remember where certain uh, interactions are because, like, you go to a spot for the first time and all of a sudden you'll put a fountain there. You'll draw a card. Now there's a fountain there and that fountain stays there. Mm -hmm. So that's where you got to go if you want to go visit that particular fountain to do the thing that Mm -hmm. gives you more hit points or more magic points or whatever. So it's... It's interesting because it's it's a different experience every time, despite the same mechanics, right? Yeah. So hey, I know it's, when uh, it's really when cool.
1: my program group and I were looking at this game, we were looking at a game to buy this was years ago. It was we were down to Talisman or Descent. And ultimately we went with Descent. But I always was interested in Talisman because it was game. like one board, but then I saw the expansions that, that rectangle board, the expansions add to the corners, add to the side, like it just Yeah. Morphs onto the board in a really cool way. It looked really interesting.
2: And I have not actually played too much with those outer expansions because I'm not sure how that like I, I just can't wrap my head around it because the base game is literally you work your way to the middle
1: mm. and the
2: expansions are like, right. oh, you go outside and go further away from the middle to do things.
1: So-, <laughs> so when you mentioned that you can put like a fountain down on the board and it stays there, does that it's mean you card. go backwards to get to it?
2: You can. You roll the dice and you can move north or south. You don't have to like you can pick your direction. Okay. Each each ring of the board has basically two directions you can move clockwise or counterclockwise. So
3: so you're saying it's sorry the board game. (laughs) Sorry with cards. I.
2: (laughs) I guess maybe like. Is it problematic? Not even get that bubble. Yeah, it's got little, I mean, in the US. yeah i want the bubble I mean, yeah i guess it's that's like trouble. sorry rpg trouble like <laughs> sorry pg that's a good explanation of it because you could actually fight the other players you could land on a space oh, nice. with another player and attack them and steal their shit if you win it's sorry
3: if you land on the same spot as another player you send them back to the beginning this you, sounds like sorry yeah this <laughs> definitely sounds like sorry if you knock it's, someone
2: out they get sent to the inn
3: so. It's, so- it's sorry that got swole. Sorry yeah. gets stabbed.
2: <laughs> it's it's not sorry, it's condolences. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Prison sorry. Get shake. <laughs> no, I I uh, Jimmy, let's play this. Let's play this. I'm down. I own I'm it. absolutely and, down and to do that. If, uh, Jake and, and Chard, if you guys have an interest, I will buy the six pack because I can send it to other people as well. And we can play a press B.
1: How many people can play? No idea. In in a game six, six.
3: That's like six,
1: six. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'd play this. Like I, I've been okay. interested in this game for years. I just never picked it up. I think when I saw the digital version on Steam, I got put off because of the DLC. Because I saw the hundred fifty plus dollars of yeah, DLC. Don't be put off by the DLC.
2: Out. Literally, the base game for seven bucks will get you so much replay value. You don't need to worry about the DLCs.
0: Oh, I'd be okay. comic relief for this entire goddamn game so cuz I have no <laughs> idea what the hell I'm doing.
2: Like and it's great. like you can get other people turned into fucking frogs and stuff, right? Oh. It's not just like it's literally RPG. You can't I can I feel
0: I feel like there would be a convergence upon my square and you guys would just <laughs> fucking ruin it.
3: Okay. <laughs> Roll I want to point out I want to point out that Steam sucks right now. Six packs are only available to those that don't already own the game.
2: Ah, that's so stupid. Yeah, include six copies of the game. Send the extra copies to your friends. Yeah,
3: Hmm.
1: seven bucks is a steal for the base game anyway. So that's not seven. Seven.
3: Yeah, it's seven. The same ten. Six ninety nine. Yeah,
2: at least U.S. It might be ten Canadian.
1: Yeah, it's still. I mean, for the amount of you get out of it, as long as the expansions aren't really necessary, then ten bucks is totally fine. I don't
2: well, think then. they are, but I think uh, if you decide to buy different characters for yourself, you can play with those characters even if the other players don't have them. I think so. Okay,
0: that's three card games, three RPG card
3: games.
2: Yeah, it is a card-based game. So <laughs>
3: <laughs> my next one is totally different. <laughs> I don't think that's true.
0: Although uh-huh. I have been interested to hear about Gloomhaven because you talk about it quite a bit.
3: Yeah, okay. Well, I guess we're going to spill those beans.
0: Well, that's about an hour in, guys. We've had a wonderful time. Um, <laughs> let's tell everybody where they can find us. Uh, oh,
3: uh, at, uh, at, it, we're in Gloomhaven. We're so, in Gloomhaven. Yeah. One of the uh, okay. best
0: dungeon crawlers ever designed,
3: according to Steve. It, honestly, so when this game came out, so we're gonna talk Gloomhaven. Um, when this game came out, uh it was it was in the top three, and in fact, it might have hit top one for a while on board game. Yeah, it did. Um, this is it's uh <laughs> I have a couple complaints about the physical version. The first one is is when you buy it, it's got the little like pop the you know the the squares and the shapes and everything out of like the sheets. The minute you do that, they never go back in the box, of course, because <laughs> they no longer they? fit in the box anymore. You gotta be you
0: basically you gotta be you gotta think on your feet like Jake and create your own carrying Make case, your own
1: organizer.
3: And, exactly. and there are people that have made like these wood organizers for this game. I believe so. It. So this game is. Uh, and, and maybe, maybe Jake, your game is like this as well, but this is, uh, like take descent, take hero quest, take all of these board games that are, you know, dungeon crawlers and like take all the best parts of them and turn them into a board game. The problem is, is that it is, it is, it is one of those legacy games where, as you go, you are opening packs, you are assembling cards, you are, you know, unlocking, you know, uh, doors in the box and everything. So that, cause it wants to keep certain things secret, obviously, until you get through it, because it actually has an entire scenario book that is a, a quest all the way front to back. Mm. And every single quest or every single, uh, scenario takes you at least an hour if you've got it well organized to put this together, you literally have to go find the board game pieces and put them in the right way, in the right shape. You have to put doors here and chests here and obstacles here and enemies here. And you have to go pull the enemy cards that, you know, determine what their attacks are, all that stuff. And so, and you literally do this every single time that you complete a scenario and you, in a session you may you may play three or four scenarios in a session and so you're spending this time every time you go to a new scenario it's like well you guys go get a snack or 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 really you guys go get dinner and I'll go get the the next set of this set up damn now because of that it 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 plays epically like once you're actually in the game it plays like a dungeon crawler. Like the immersion is fantastic. You know, it's, it's got 3d elements to it, you know, doors and, and chests and everything. Um, and then um, on top of that, it is. So it also is a card game and the way that it works is you pick a character and they have some really kind of ingenious classes. These aren't your standard fighter cleric, you know, wizard, like one of them is like a a, a you know a steampunky kind of like mix between a rogue and a and a mage, right? Like and and they have these clever names, and I can't think of the names of them off the top of my head. But um, every single one of them has a deck, and the deck unlocks different cards as you play, and depending on where you go onto the board and stuff like that, you'll unlock different things. But on top of that, every single every single character has a limit to their deck size. So even though you're unlocking these additional cards, every time you start a new scenario, you basically are like, what cards do I want for this scenario? And you're locked in. So hmm. now the cards are cool. The cards hmm. actually have two aspects to them. They have a top aspect and a bottom aspect. And then one of them will do, you know, move 6 uh, 6 spaces and attack for x and the bottom one will be add defense or do this other cool thing and you basically what you do every round is you pick two cards and you pick a top and a bottom yes i said you pick a top and a bottom um and you can't you can't play two top portions of a card and you can't play two bottom portions like you literally have to look at your deck and you have to say these go together, this is some combination of some way of something I'm going to do. And there are defaults, like the top of a card, you can default and say, I'm just going to swing for X damage or the bottom of the card is, I'm just going to move three squares or whatever. I don't remember the, the defaults, but, um, and so that's kind of that card game aspect, but it's really cool because you can start to build your deck So that there are these really powerful combinations that you can do. And then every single time you make it through your shuffle. So you shuffle your cards, you go through your cards, you draw your cards, you end up, you, you have expended all of your cards. You have to like do a new shuffle and you have to either take a short rest, which discards a random card, or you do a long rest where you get to discard a card of your choice. And the problem is, is, if you run out of cards, if you deck yourself, your character passes out for that, for that scenario. Hmm. And honestly, in most scenarios, one or two characters will pass out no matter what, like, because you basically are kind of going balls to the wall to solve this scenario. And so a lot of people are like, I'll take care of this thing that's in front of you, but it's going to take me out as well, but get the job done after I'm out. Right. Right. And so, so when eventually.
1: that happens to a player, yeah. how long are they out of the game? Are they, are they waiting a whole just hour before the, you guys finished?
3: Well, maybe. Okay. <laughs> it depends. Okay. And that's, no, see, that's where that's where the digital version comes in. So the digital right. version solves a couple scenarios. The first one is, is it solves the setup, right? You get your overarching map and you say, I'm going to go do this scenario and you select it. And guess what? The game's all set up for you. The second piece of it is it accelerates all of the stuff that the board game, you know, does against you that the players are managing. So it does, you don't have to go find the statistics for the skeleton that you're fighting. You don't have to go find, it's already done that, right? And so it really streamlines the process, um, which honestly, and Sinstress will talk about this for sure, is Gloomhaven drove her away. Mostly because of the absolute slog that it is to maintain the setup and to chase all of the aspects that you're supposed to chase. As far as like, I've got to manage what I'm doing and I've got to manage what the board game is doing as well, because it's 100% cooperative, right? Right. So... Yeah. So, yes, in the board game version, the physical board game version, there's so much to it that if a, if a person gets knocked out, even if it's like four turns from the end of the scenario, yeah, that could be an hour that they're just sitting there like, "Hey, where's the Mountain Dew? If there are any girls there, I want to do them." Like, you're not even here, <laughs> you know? Oh, I get drunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but with the with the with the digital version, you know, turns take if you're really in analysis paralysis a turn's gonna take five minutes for every player to get through right for all of for all four players to get through it's going to be five minutes right and so yeah if you're four four turns from finishing it it's 20 minutes instead of an hour right so
1: i played a little bit of this and it felt like final fantasy tactics but like on steroids, and every it. turn is freaking critical. If you fuck up that turn, you were really fucked up. Like it's this a tough, tough game. It's like great a hidden That's gem
0: hard. though, Jake. <laughs> it yeah, might be char- a hidden
3: gem. Chard you know. this game is this much game. closer to Baldur's Gate three battle than to tactics. No, look battle. at him let a look at him backpedal. <laughs> well, He's selling it.
0: No, 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 but... no. <laughs> Not tactics. Not tactics. Yeah. Baldur's Gate.
3: Baldur's oh, gate. Yeah. yeah no it it's uh it 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 is a punishing game like but the nice thing is is if you if you lose a scenario you basically can rerun the scenario if you want and you can try and it has some it has some save uh, scum the board game you you can you can (laughs) and uh and it does have some like uh, it already um (laughs) <laughs> it it does have it actually has a level system so that you can be like this is too hard i want to level it down and it gives you a guide of like how to change things to level it down <laughs> so because it is brutal the first time we played it we're play, we played it on the easiest level and we're like how do you win this game right so that doesn't sound entertaining I, at all i have played through the digital version um, front to back, I haven't played the expansion, but I've played through the digital version th- to its completion and I adored it. It was my, my Wednesday family game night for like three months. We played yeah, this. You
0: talked about it quite a bit when you uh-huh. would, when you would have your Wednesday video game yeah. church collection or whatever the hell. And, uh, oh. you always talked about Gloomhaven quite a bit. So I was yeah. always kind of like, Hmm, what's this about? Yeah,
3: No, it's. It's great. And the aspect of being co-op with your friends, right? Each person gets a character, they're planning their moves, you know, all of that stuff. So it's, it's great.
2: Two questions. Yes. How many players is this? Four. Four players. Okay. And it is always Um,
3: four players. It is always four players. So if you have less than four players, somebody somebody is controlling more than one. Yep.
2: Okay. So it's like a hero quest in that regard, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the other question was, um, is there like a sort of end game final boss to this game? There... Is there an end goal or is there just like eventually you hit a brick wall and everybody dies the, and you lose? The final the boss, there, of, the there, final there boss
0: of this game is what you find within yourself.
3: There is an end goal. Like, if you look at the physical board game, it is a book of scenarios that literally is like, you know, um, you work your way toward the end. I don't... You know, what's funny is I need to play it again because I don't remember... I had so much fun (laughs) playing the game that I don't really remember any particular aspect over the other. Like, I just... I had a great time playing it. And there are some scenarios that are absolutely brutal, right? Like, you start playing with against elemental enemies and it's like, wow, this is a mess. And I'm, you know, but, but you also unlock some really, like I said, you unlock those really cool character types that add aspects that are, um, like, like there's a character that like shoots people and does damage, but also like moves the enemies around the board when they shoot them. Like, it's almost like a, a kind of a, uh, um, What's the, what's the, uh, you know, like you throw, you Orpian. throw the rope with a hook at the end, whatever. Anyway, yeah. and, but it's like that as a weapon, like the character has a gun that he shoots. And like, so he la- like, it's cool because you're working with the other person and they're like, well, I can do damage and I can move them here. Can you, can you do anything with that? Oh yeah. If you move them here, I'll delay my, oh yeah. And you select where you go in the order. Now you have an initiative. And so you, you pick your cards and your cards have an initiative score. So it's, it helps with the order. So you're working with the other people and you're like, well, I can either go at a, you know, 98 or I can go at a two, like, you know, something like that. So, um, so it's, it, it would be, you can play the single player and it's probably entertaining, but really working with your friends to like, come up with these, you know, tactics as it were. And that's probably the other separation from Final Fantasy Tactics is it isn't just you. It's you working with your friends to be like, well if I do this, it's going to, you know, impact him this way, can you finish him off? Yes, I can absolutely finish him off. Like, you know. So. Hmm. Sounds interesting. And it does it does have like an RNG aspect. aspect. Uh-huh. Yeah. It yeah. does have an RNG aspect as well. There's a there's a deck. There's there's actually a a hit deck that can either increase or decrease your your attack effectiveness and over time you can actually modify that deck as well. It's kind of how you level up. When your character levels up you can either add or remove cards from that deck. So wow. Mm. That's fun. Yep. All right. It's so
0: overly complicated and it takes four people. Oh noted. And, and it's and, Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> I hate it. And <laughs> and, and when and, you
3: play it digitally it's much better. <laughs>
2: I it. what's funny though, is I looked up how long to beat for this game. Uh-huh. And I see, I'm seeing numbers between 94 and 140 hours.
0: Jesus Christ. Uh, a lot in that might as well play
3: Persona well, 5. Well, okay.
2: But imagine that it's, <laughs>
3: imagine that it's basically a board game version of D and D where you like play a, a campaign from like level one to level 20. That's what this game is. Is it comes with a scenario book? The book in the in the in the you know uh physical copy is thick. Yeah. This, this so is you, an
0: asinine question. Yeah, I admit that. But do you do campaigns like obviously you don't I mean that's a hundred plus hours in a sitting, but is this something that you would get to a certain point like a campaign, like a DD mm. or a Pathfinder campaign? Where you're like, you fight this uh owl bear, owl bear mm-hmm. or whatever. You beat it, okay, and that's done for the day. We'll pick up where we left off mm-hmm. yesterday. Is it the same aspect as that? Yes. So you have to you have to break this board down every time and then set it back up for a campaign every time. I hate this game. Okay, noted. At least in D. GP- yeah. What? At The GP, at least, I
1: think, it, mentioned in the past before that he played this game, and I think he said he devoted a table to it that was never touched yeah. between sessions.
0: I believe right. that. That makes sense. Because, like like I said, in D&D, you can have, like, your map, whatever. If you have a dungeon map, cool. You fold it out. If you're that advanced, we were never, like... It took us way later to get to that point, to where we're like, okay, get out the dungeon map. Alright, your characters are here and the little pewter pieces and whatnot. But all mm-hmm. you need is the fucking... The dungeon master screen and your books and your paper. Yeah and yep. that was it like you were done you were ready to go and, and
3: that's so, really what the digital version does for you is right. it it takes away the 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 minutiae stupidity of tearing down and setting up a board game or dedicating a table in your house Jesus. Um. I have a hundred hours in this game hundred point six and I've completed it so hmm. yeah
2: it looks like there are ninety five scenarios in Gloomhaven
3: yeah well, so it's- and there, when you're trying to level up and stuff, there are kind of some grind scenarios that you actually play multiple times. Like, you're like, well, I need to, you know, try out this new card or I need to, you earn points to level up and you're like, well, let's just go do the black barrow again. Like, let's just go do it to earn points. Hmm. You know,
0: I don't even have 95 <laughs>
3: scenarios in my
0: life. This, mm-hmm. this, this seems like this seems complicated and complex. All right, that's Gloomhaven. No. Jake, what are you gonna pitch to me today, bud? When do you got shark tank? I'll keep
1: this one short. Uh, as I realize the two games I picked today maybe are considered failures for digital tabletop or (laughs) digital board games. (laughs) I realize in hindsight it's not the myth, not the homework I was assigned. I gotta tell you about this game anyway because I love it.
0: Can we Um, hey we're gonna do a new segment that says that's so Jake.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Why is Jake (laughs) fucked up and wrong this week? Yeah. All right, look.
0: We had <laughs> mentioned. That. Get out of here. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> All right, look. We mentioned Kickstarter before, and how a lot of games will go to Kickstarter to fund, and once you've got it, you're done. This is a game. So Level Ninety Nine Games is a is a is a board game company, very small, very indie, handful of employees, and they make some fantastic board games. But if you don't get them during Kickstarter, you, you're pretty much out of the loop. Uh, I think they do reprints occasionally on their website. But they go f- fast and loose with these games. Um, they had a series of games called Battlecon, and there's like three or four versions of it, and they've all been funded through Kickstarter. There's, I think, you can still get Battlecon War of Indines and Battlecon Devastation of Indines still on their website, and they do restock. But the other other expansions, and I'll get to them in a minute, aren't in, aren't uh, available anymore. But what this is, imagine a fighting game. Street Fighter or, you know, Guilty Gear or Blue, an, an anime-themed fighting game translated to a board game. Uh, the running theme here, there's cards. Each character is completely unique or, uh, and it has its own powers and functions, and it comes with five special cards with special moves unique to that character. And then in the same game, you're you're going to take five base cards that are the same for any character. Right, And those base cards are like strike, which does... Uh, there's three stats. There's power, there's an, there's a priority, which is like initiative, and then there's range. Okay, Each of those bases has one of those, those three stats on it, along with how much defense or guard or how much it moves you on the board. There's actually a five or seven track board, and it's a 2D fighting plane where you move your characters back and forth. Each turn, you're taking in your hand one of your base cards and one of your character cards, and you're putting them side by side together each card has a, a, has a half of the stats so your character card i'm going to make up things but we'll say it's like i don't know moon slash i'm making these things up has a priority of 2 a range of 2 and a, and a and a power of 4 you're matching it up with dash dash has an extra plus 1 to priority and an extra one to you know power and it also makes you move after you strike a couple spaces on the board so each pair of cards makes one unique attack and then you flip it over, the other player flips their cards over, and you each compare your moves, whoever has the highest priority goes first, and you're inflicting damage and doing what the cards say. Where this game is really freaking awesome is decks for your character is very small. It's 10 cards. Five cards you know, because everybody has those five base moves, and five cards unique to that character. But there's 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 nothing random in this game. Each player picks their cards, and when they've done that turn, they put it to the side on a track. The next turn, they do the next move, it goes back in the the track, and that original move comes back to the deck. So it's a game of perfect information after the first couple turns. You know what they've been playing, and you know what they've used and can't use. It's like a cooldown for two turns before it comes back into play. That's what makes this game so addictive for me, is if you have two people sitting down to play a game, and the games only take 15, 20 minutes. It's very much like a fighting game. It's very quick, at least for a board game. If you're playing that character, their unique moves combined with the bases feels different than what you're doing with your character and your moves and your bases. But then after a few rounds playing against the Ryu player, you kind of know what they're doing and you kind of know how they play and their style, and you can see the moves as they use them. It's it's really addictive game, perfect memory. It's a, a perfect information. I think is the term. The how varied are the characters? You know, one character has a wolf. So on the track, you have your two characters moving back and forth. She has a wolf. The wolf also moves, and depending where the wolf is in the board. Your special moves do different things, whether you're behind the wolf or in front of the wolf. Hmm. Another character does portals, can put portals on the on the far sides of the board and teleport. Another one summons marionettes, puppets, on the freaking board, and, and the puppets can do attacks and get removed. Like Every character is dramatically different from one another. And there's like dozens of characters. There's dozens of these damn things because there's so because few the cards involved. The balance is, is pretty awesome. Like they've done a lot of play testing. They do. They have done frequent updates for Arada when, when expansions come out. But during the Kickstarter process, there's a lot of open play testing with the community, and they take that mm-hmm. feedback before they print. That's one of the reasons why sure. I think they focused on Kickstarter is they get their fan base really helping them test the game. But it's meant to be a game you can play in a tournament setting. They actually sell tournament kits. That's that's the goal of this game. It's meant to be a competitive card game. A competitive card game that you don't have to go and collect sets for. You kind of you could actually just buy one character and and play with that one character if you wanted to and just you have a life counter and then that's it. So it's it's meant to be a game that you could you don't have to invest heavily into unless you want to. Um but they they I mean they also did the DLC route with various characters you can buy from their store and then and, and whatnot. Anyway, a terrific board game. But it's hard to find people to play with. <laughs> And whenever, because whenever you had a board game day with friends, you're usually, you're usually busy playing like, you know, the Game of Thrones is brought out or you're playing Gloomhaven. You're usually playing that. It's hard to get the smaller games to play sometimes. I've always, yeah. always had trouble getting people to play this game. And, it was, and, I, and I love it. I thought it was really great. So one of the Kickstarters, one of the stretch goals was a digital version of this game. They were going to hire a company to make a digital version of Battlecon. And they did. It was, it was funded and they made one. And it's on Steam and it's free to play. It comes with like a handful of fighters for free. Uh, they rotate a free fighter every other week and you could buy characters digitally to use in the game. Awesome. But nobody plays. Nobody mm. plays this game. You try and get a match now and you're waiting for hours. Like the only way to get a match in Battlecon on Steam, unfortunately, is to go to their Discord and you, you basically set play on Discord, which is okay. Mm. I'm, but I mean, there's only a handful of people I feel that play this digitally and it's such a shame because it's such an accurate version of, of the card game brought to life digitally that you can play online. What it needs is more single player stuff. It really needs better AI, which I wish was there because it's not like you're playing Magic the Gathering. I feel it's less complex than a game like that. It's not like as complicated as some other card games where you have different strategies, and whatnot. It's only ten cards, like ten uh, in the combinations of moves per character. It shouldn't be that bad to do AI, but they never got around to doing AI. I think fully. There's basic AI for a couple characters, but it's not it's not as good as it is. Like it's it's one of those things where I think a digital card game really needs to have the online component for sure, but also needs solid AI for solo play. Cause that's one of the advantages I think I look for in a digital board game. And this is this unfortunately doesn't have that. And it's a real damn shame because it's one of my favorite board games, and you only need two people to play. Like it's fantastic. So and before you ask, I did not build an organizer chart. <laughs>
0: I was going to, I was, I laughed to myself. There's uh, a moment that I had a chuckle to myself because I was going to say something, but the the more I hear you speak of it, the more it sounds like Darkest Dungeon kind of aspect where you're, I mean, it's not the same thing because it's a single fighter. But Darkest Dungeons is the same kind of concept, I think, where it's a card game, and you're facing an enemy, and it's on a track, and you're just fighting things back and forth doing whatever the card's kind of damage kind of does. Now, I know it's more of a fire game, so it's based around Street Fighter Mortal Kombat kind of skill set where you probably have a light punch, right. heavy kick, all that crap, and then whatever hurricane kick or whatever, you know, chi blast power you have. So. Yeah. I was gonna say, how do we how do we take a quick fighting game and make it four hours longer? Put it into cards. That seems to make sense to me. But that's it, not you,
1: that long. You, though. Twenty <laughs> minute,
0: right? You said it's like a twenty minute long yeah. thing, which is yeah. quick for for these types of board games. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. And I I I was laughing about it to myself, but yeah. I was like, it's just like any other, like it's it's like Slay the Spire almost aspect. It's like da- Darkest Dungeons aspect. Yeah. It's just one v one versus. You know, a group of things versus you, or you know, yeah. a, your your party versus another party. So this doesn't sound bad. I did pull it up on Steam. I was looking at Battlecon on here, and I was like, oh, it looks like uh, looks like Mega Man Battle Net, but it's not. It has nothing to do with that. But the, the way they drew Battlecon makes it look like oh, it's like futuristic. And then you're like, no, it's really it's really not. And there's some pale face girl on here that's terrifying looking, and I don't <laughs> know if I want to get into that. <laughs> there
1: there's like all the characters are <clears throat> sorry very unique like a cross genre there's sci-fi characters fantasy characters gothic characters magic fighters warriors like the the, the guy has partnered with <clears throat> excuse me he's partnered with a few different artists over the years to, and each artist brings a really good style to the characters and they've tried in their other they, they make a few other board games as well and they tried to bring those characters to other board games but I feel they never played as well as Battlecon does. They have another card game called Exceed, which is doing a lot better for them. And they've been getting license deals for Exceed in that they have a Street Fighter set. They have a Shovel Knight set. So each battler is a, is a for Shovel Knight. Cool. And they just announced yeah, like a, the um, a Guilty Gear set. But the problem with Exceed, although it's similar to Battlecon, you have a, a deck of cards and they're shuffled randomly and it's much more of a luck-based game. It's like, mm. it's like a, it's, I don't know, what do you call it? It's like Poker. Where are checkers and then BattleCon is like chess, where in chess, you know all the unique moves and the strategy behind it. Checkers, you just kind of randomly put things on the board. So, Exceed's been doing better commercially for them, but BattleCon, I think, is the better game. It doesn't get nearly as much attention.
3: I love board games that remove most, if not all, of the RNG aspects. Yeah. Um, like Sinstrus and I, probably our favorite game is Power Grid. And Power Grid does have a minor. Random aspect to it, but it's not even like it's—it's it's barely random. It would be barely considered random. There's a there's essentially a store element that you get to pick from eight things to buy, and where the the eight, the deck that the eight things come from is randomly shuffled, but like everybody chooses from the same eight, so it's not like you're you know you're chasing. I mean, so yeah, it's almost a hundred percent strategy. So yeah, so the Battlecon the Battlecon um piece does have a lot of draw to me where you know there is there is a uh, um you know that perfect knowledge as you said, right? So I love the removal of RNG. I I love RNG games because hey, I love Dungeons and Dragons. I love tabletop RPGs. Right. But I also love games where it is solely strategy, right? It's it and so um yeah, I mean why is this not taking off? It's free to play. Yeah, I don't well, I don't understand it's and it's not hard to pick bucks. up and learn. It's 74 bucks for the season pass
0: and one and two, which probably means you get different kind of characters, right? But you said it only comes with a
1: handful
3: what? of characters to start with, right? There should or be no season the pass? Is
1: there a season pass listed on the store?
3: There's there's Cuz I know, they pass. stopped developing it. There's online season 1 and online season 2 and they are 35 Thank each. Thank you. Okay yeah
1: so i mean that's probably from when they that was how they're making the money is that you have certain characters for free and then they're adding on other characters because again there's there's dozens of characters and it, honestly what they're doing is now what fighting games these days do when you play guilty gear or street fighter 6 it comes with 12 characters but then you're unlocking the rest with season passes so they've kind of they kind of did that model before the fighting games have actually done it which is kind of interesting Ooh. but anyway yeah it's free to play and i, I wish people would play it, it it's each character is so unique, the the artwork is fantastic and the strategy is fun. It just it never really took off uh, online, which is a shame.
3: And I do need to actually correct something I said from Gloomhaven. The deck that gets shuffled is actually the modifier deck, your move deck. You it's like it sounds like Battlecon online where your move deck. Right. You basically have all of them and once you use them they become, you know, expend or expand cool down uh, exp- yeah. Cool deck, yeah. And so um, the only random portion is the enemies' moves and the the just the modifier deck to the attacks, right? Yeah. So, hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. It's a, it's a shame. I I wish now in hindsight I didn't pick two games that failed digitally. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, real well, quick, while we're waiting for Walt to get back. I will say the other one I almost picked was Game of Thrones, which has got no, a digital okay. version, which I've heard is really great, but I didn't have time to play it this week. Uh, Game of Thrones is one of those games I freaking love. But the setup time for Game of Thrones is ridiculous. And I and when you do play Game of Thrones with a bunch of friends, it can take hours, and it's also incredibly cutthroat. I've had people rage quit in the middle of Game of Thrones when they had two people gang up on them in combat, and it's never gone well. It's like the Monopoly with Daggers. I love Game of Thrones, the so, board game, and I want to play the digital version, but I haven't had time to.
0: But isn't the idea of Game of Thrones to be cutthroat? Yeah,
3: I was going to say, so it's Game of Thrones. <laughs> Right. That sounds it, which, like I yeah, know, no, it's great. Or the books. It but if
1: you're on the like losing, you know like. what it is? If you're losing Game of Thrones and you're you're out early, you're out for several hours by yourself drinking the Mountain Look, Dew, watching TV. We, so.
3: we all know in Game of Thrones, you either win or you die. <laughs> so Sean Bean go. had to watch yeah. and drink Mountain Sean Dew. Bean, <laughs> yes. Sean yeah. Bean went out early in this game and he was over there <laughs> eating the Cheetos and drinking the Mountain Dew. That's who keeps drinking all the Cheetos and Mountain Dews. Yeah, that's <laughs>
0: right.
2: <laughs> drink
0: all Strategize them better, man. Uh, drink all them Cheetos. All them Cheetos. <laughs> I said what I said. I said what I, I said. I d-
2: Before we jump on to my game, I do want to mention uh Battlecon has it came out in 2018 digitally and it hasn't seen an update since 2019.
1: It's winner. <laughs> Pandemic. And it's it, it
2: still <laughs> marked as early access. They didn't even have the balls to be like, "We're sorry, the game's dead." Oh. They put out their last update and oh. left. all. I'm saying
0: uh, so, they left I'm you Star for eight episodes. That's why they did it.
2: They
1: they it's be better than a snap. Circus Charlie.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> Look forward to my deep dive in BattleCon My five part mini series on Press B Where I'm going to break down every fighter in BattleCon And why you need to play online today Please
0: fucking do oh.
2: Sorry, I'm about to break the rules for tonight Just a little bit Yep. So the game I chose As my second game Is a game that seems like it really Should have been a board game first Because it's that good and it feels Like a board game for sure this game is called Cold Sept. It has never had a PC release, unfortunately, nor a phone release. Uh, I have it on PS2 and I have an Xbox 360 one as well. It's also been on DS, 3DS, number of things. Uh, I think only four of them have come to the US. But this is a game that, imagine Monopoly and Magic the Gathering smashed together
3: describe that because it doesn't work in my brain
2: (laughs) (laughs) i know right it doesn't work you know pass
3: fireball not click fireball
2: it's so weird because that sounds so jarring but as soon as you see it in action you're like oh that totally makes sense
3: i counterspell you buying boardwalk
2: (laughs) kind of yes so each board has two
3: swamps for
0: the r&r railroad
2: (laughs) Each board has four colors. You've got red, green, blue, and yellow. Those colors represent fire, earth, uh, water, and wind, right? So you have monsters of those four colors as well, or creatures that you have of Mm -hmm. those four colors that you can place on those colors, and you also have colorless. If you place a light-colored creature onto a light-colored space... It generates more rent than it would otherwise, and it also gets a be- a boost in combat. Rent, rent. Like I'm, I'm trying to liken it to Monopoly here for you a little bit. Basically, you collect gold coins from the other player, but it's like mm. your monster is sort of taking it from them, right? Unless they what? unless they opt to fight it with one of their monsters they have in their hand, what and then you go to a combat scenario. Here? Wolf, uh, one
1: second. In, so if there's listening to this, we, Wolf is recording some footage, video footage of the gameplay, and it opens with an old man's sperm flying towards the earth through What's a wormhole.
0: Shit a was Can that? you explain that, it's Wolf? It's a scepter. <laughs> it's a scepter? I know, it looks so what? weird. Yes, it's a scepter. It's a scepter, D's nuts. What the fuck was that thing?
1: That's a sperm. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's an elven sperm.
0: It's come <laughs> to... Impregnate the world. I don't. I don't know what's going on.
3: I like how when it's in the board and like it stops, it looks like sad and decrepit. It's like yeah. it's like the sperm that doesn't work after that. Is it just a brain with a spine with no body?
0: Like what is this thing? Is no, it a
1: staff?
3: A
0: it's,
3: it's a again Okay. Sorry. All right, let's go. (laughs) Okay, so
2: you you basically you choose your direction at the beginning. You can go clockwise or counterclockwise; doesn't matter. You pick. There are checkpoints around the board you have to cross before you go back to what is considered the go space. And every time you can you cross that, it's called a castle. There are fortresses that are checkpoints, and then there's castle, which is like into go and Monopoly. When you cross, say this is passing go.
3: This is passing. Yeah, when you good. cross
2: that castle, you get money, you get gold, as well as uh all the all of your monsters get a little boost to their skills. And a boost to how much money they bring in. So it behooves you to zoom around the board real fast and place a bunch of monsters real quick. It costs you nothing to place a monster except for the card that is in your hand to be put on the board, right? Okay every monster has strength and hit points. So, and, and some of them have initiative and things like that. They'll always strike first, or in some cases they'll always strike last, whatever. So it's
3: monster. It's magic. The gathering here. Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's right. monopoly. Uh-huh.
2: The gathering.
0: Okay. <laughs> so wait, is, is guligan the monopoly man? Is, yeah, that, kind is, of. is that his role?
2: He's. Like, I guess you could say that he's the I one
0: have- <laughs> <flown behind laughs> to your give, character to give you magic monopoly the gathering.
2: <laughs> this this is a multiplayer game. I think you can play it up to four players, mm. but it's it also has a main campaign that's like a full full blown RPG story where you go through to various different boards and they're different kingdoms or cities or whatever have you. And when you win a board, you unlock new cards to put into your deck. So
3: it's Gloomhaven Monopoly the Gathering.
2: Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's a really cool game. I know it sounds super bizarre, but you can see How- in this in this footage here, I went one way and the NPC, like the, the AI went the other way. I still're so constantly past this just <laughs> How
3: I do want
1: he? that as an emote for the Discord server. Wolf, we need we need the Gouligan represented. <laughs> that how? face is too good,
3: especially when he has the big, wide-open mouth. Like he looks super angry. Okay, so how does this also pertain to Lords of Waterdeep <laughs>
2: and uh, Heroes Quest? So yeah. I, every time you cross a fortress and cross the castle, you generate gold. Um As you play your rounds, you get cards. Like Some of them will let you get gold based on how high you roll for that turn. Whatever, you get cards that let you cast yourself to go faster or enemies to go faster or slower, whatever you want to do. A lot of cards work on any given player, yourself or other players. Uh, You plant your monsters down as you pass over them a second time. You're allowed to upgrade them and it costs, you know, each tier of upgrade costs more and more. So if you've got enough gold, you just huck a bunch of money at that space. And now when the other player lands on it, you know, you see these numbers here, like 16 on the board, right? If the other player lands on there, they could either pay the 16 or fight it. 16 is nothing. So I'm like, pay it. Whereas I kept trying to lump up mine to be a hefty price tag. So I had one that was like 250 and then another one that went up to like 700 something. And I was trying to make him land on them. And I didn't care if he attacked my cheap ones. I wanted him to fight the big one and lose. And then I get all of his money. Right. And it does the monopoly thing where if you don't have enough money to pay that, that round, you got to give up a space to get some money back. So that monster's gone. That space is gone. You no longer have it.
3: So, so this is now hotels. The yeah. yeah, the monsters are kind
2: of like houses, hotels. Okay.
1: Okay. A Holiday Inn, you pay your money, no problem. It's- but when you land on the Ritz-Carlton, you don't pay. The concierge <laughs> comes with a knife and stabs you. <laughs> this, game, this game actually looks really fun. I want to play this it does.
0: game. It's, it's super does, cool. So landing, so- landing on Park Place or Boardwalk is basically getting attacked by Bahamut, is what you're telling me. You, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: No, not necessarily. Like, I upgraded my freaking Goblin. The Goblin there is what won the game for me, right there next to the mm. Star Space. Because I had him upgraded so hard that he landed on that and had to give up like 90% of his spaces. Mm. And then once you hit a certain threshold, so sometimes it's 4,000 gold, 3,000, 6,000, whatever it is for that that map. Once you hit that threshold of that's how much your spaces and your money on hand is worth, you cross go, you win. So if you Mm. don't have that threshold when you get a cross go... You don't, you, you got to go again. Like, hmm. so it's, and there's a lot land. of strategy. It's like Monopoly, but with strategy. Huh. <laughs> so two
3: questions, two questions. Okay. First, when do you win the beauty contest? <laughs> and number two, when is there a bank error in your favor? Is there a jail? Can I go to so jail? There's,
2: uh, I don't recall if there's anything like chance and community chest cards. I don't think there are. Instead, like you draw a card every turn from your deck, and I think your deck okay. is 50 cards regardless. You have to have 50 cards in your deck. So get as you, unlock more, cards, as you <laughs> unlock more cards, you get to rebuild your deck how you like. Uh, I think you're limited to four of any given card.
4: Okay, so that's like Magic the Gathering.
2: They do recommend a sort of balance of like this many monsters, this many spells, that sort of thing. Mm. But you can literally just do an entire deck of, I think, mostly just spells and have like one creature or something if you really wanted. Mm. Not a good idea, but I think you could. So it it gives you a lot of wiggle room to build your deck how you like. So if you want to lean heavily into one creature color, you can if you want to. Do everything you can. It doesn't really matter too much uh, because every map, like you can actually change the color of spaces. Hmm. So for 300 gold, you can change the color of a space. So if you just plunk down on every single space you cross, if you're getting a lot of income, you can just next time you cross it, be like, okay, I want to change the color of this space to something else. So that way it's all in line with each other.
3: Interesting. Is there different board
2: layouts or is it just there the same are. square every time? This there's this okay. this is just the, the first level teaching you how to play. There are board layouts where you teleport to like different diamonds around it. There's like an mm. uh and a figure eight style map. There's all sorts of different maps. I think there's like fifteen or twenty or something.
3: Is is the movement based on a dice roll?
2: It is. Uh okay. you you roll one to six and you get cards that let you roll two dice you get cards that guarantee you roll a one two three four five Mm. six whatever so you can put those kind of spells in your deck to move faster or slower or whatever
0: Hmm. can can you fight the other the other character are you just fighting his creatures?
2: not directly you fight his creatures so if you land on a space where he's got a creature you can either pay the rent or fight it and try to take over the space and I think if you take over the space and it's been upgraded, you keep it upgraded. Mm. I think. So, so I was gonna say
1: this is on you're playing the PS2 version in the video footage, but there's a few Correct. different games in this franchise. I've never heard of this franchise before. Same.
2: So for transparency's sake, it was originally a Saturn game in Japan, didn't come to the West. Then it got ported to PlayStation, didn't come to the West. Then it got ported to PS2 with updated content and that's what uh it, it was it was called Coldcept the second. so it's technically a sequel that's the one we got in the west as our first one Ooh, okay later we got Coldcept Saga on Xbox 360 i have that one as well i really enjoy that one um and then i think we also got Coldcept for the DS which is a remake of this and mm. then Coldcept Revolt on the 3DS which is another upgrade yeah. to things so Hmm. Uh, there are other hmm. entries that we didn't get, um, but yeah, those are the four we got in the West. And I'm so sad. Like this seems like it would be a great game for Steam or oh, yeah. even just Android, especially with the deck building. Like this seems like something. Yeah. Like if <laughs> I'm trying to remember who owns this game, let me check real quick. <laughs>
1: Like when you, when you said Monopoly and Magic the Gathering at the start of this part, I'm like, you're crazy. How the hell does that even line up? But watching this footage and you explaining it, yeah, that this totally no, it fits totally together doesn't. really well. Yeah. Like this is yeah, awesome. It
2: really does. So, I mean, that's why I wanted to choose this one. I know it's a little weird because it's kind of Monopoly, it's kind of Magic the Gathering, but it melds the two together so well that this is yeah. a game. I can't see us ever having another chance to talk about this game on the podcast. And it's one of those <laughs> games that's just so cool. Maybe. I've put we'll just so many the hours into this. Where he can Yeah, kind of. <laughs> so this is this was by NEC. So that's probably why we never saw it. Uh, haven't seen it too much in other platforms. If it were Konami, they would have monetized the shit out of it and just live service this shit. Yeah. And we'd hate A it by now.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> This is a game that I, I really feel like it deserves to get on Steam somehow. Like even if they just port the Xbox 360 one to Steam, I'd yeah. call it a day. I'd be happy, yeah. and I'd buy copies for people and be like, "Fuck it, let's play, dude." You know?
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: Because <laughs> that was a thing too with this game. I had a lot of fun. Like I had a couple of friends who had this, so we would play it and build up our decks, and then we'd hang out and be like, "Dude." I want to challenge you to Coldcept again. All right, let's do it. Mm. So you'd take your memory card to your friend's house and you'd play against each other with your characters, right? Mm-hmm. And it was so much oh, fun. Oh, you and could
3: combine your characters by like plugging in your your save games.
2: Yeah, you can load in your save for versus battles and play against each other. Oh, that's cool. Mm. All right. So it this is a so lot of fun. Night. I like that. Yeah. So I would play against my brother. I'd play against uh, another friend of mine. She had it. We. She was the one who introduced it to me, and I fell in love with the game. So, I've I've played this with a few people. Hmm. It's so much fun. I highly recommend this, and we need to bug NEC to release it on Steam or something because. <laughs> <Agreed>. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> like I'm sad that we well, haven't. You can seen just imagine them like
0: getting the. F- getting the letter written these four guys here
3: <laughs> who who patented <laughs> nfts in board games it's the weirdest thing these guys have a market i think we found our market guys
0: let's get this shit to steam we gotta get this uh, on you're net. muted
3: or something you're muted or something jake
1: we can't hear you uh-huh. I'm like I'm not. I, I was to say we're not. It, I don't want to toot our own horn here, but I know when we mentioned the term Beaver Buzz energy drinks, they saw a spike <laughs> in at least two more beverages bought at the local Seven Eleven 11 Canada. Yeah, did you go buy them after the show?
2: Yeah,
0: you say it's uh <laughs> it It's it's, it's uh, it Canada's matter? favorite energy it drink, matter? and we're it's because really of our product, product this placement. Week. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about blowing <laughs> dust off of a
3: fucking drink?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are.
3: We're at an hour and 40 at this point, so we yeah, probably we, should take on, care of... On a of, uh, digital board game episode. Good job, guys. Yeah, we should probably take care of our uh, our housekeeping, <laughs> which is our top 100. You know, the, I'm going to say that
0: the more I heard of, of Wolf's final selection, that would probably be the one out of the group. Although, <laughs> although Jake's, Jake's card fighting game, upon further review, also gets up there as something that might be because I was laughing about it at first, and then I went, "That's not actually a bad idea. <laughs> That's it's actually that sounds kind of cool." So mm. I'll I'll give you that one, Jake. See, we like the same games. We like a lot of the same things, Jake. We can play sometime. Just gotta wait sixty minutes to get yeah, a match. Don't, That's all. Don't hold your breath. On that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wouldn't be that fast. I mean, it'd be pretty fast if you and I were like, "Hey, Jake, let's let's fight with cards," and you'll be like, "Cool." Unless, like, Canadian time is slower than Earth time, then I'd, you know, i, I think we'd well, be fine.
1: Well, we run a metric up here, so, you know.
3: <laughs> I couldn't play Well, <laughs> I, did, uh, I did pick up a copy of Talisman for Jake and I did uh, see that. And Thank Char. you very much,
0: sir. We got to so, play
3: that. So uh, we got to play that. <laughs> Jimmy's going to yeah. teach us how to play Talisman.
0: You guys are going to converge on my square, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be out drinking Mountain Dew and Cheetos for the <laughs> remainder of the game. <laughs> yes. We're going to yeah. shank. Drink them
2: Cheetos. <laughs> it does look like somebody put Cold Scepter Revolt into Tabletop Simulator.
1: Oh, that's cool. Really? Yeah. That's neat. So,
2: yeah. worth mentioning. <laughs>
0: All right. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. We got to do our housekeeping, guys. Fuffer yes. Below. We've,
3: yes. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll go first this week if that's cool. That's fine. Yeah. I'll go second. Okay. So we are uh, we are we are doing, once again this week, we're doing GP picks because GP is busy and he needs to get his list into our top 100. We want to be sure and have He's a fair wrong. representation. So my game that he picked is Metal Storm on the NES. I have watched him play this. Well, first off, his terming here, his, his statement about it is fun and unique mechanics, soundtrack, challenging, puzzle, run, and gun. And he's 100% correct in his description there. It's this crazy mech game where you're a mech and you move, you know, you're you're basically working through these stages. But the mechanic that he talks about is you can reverse gravity. And it has these puzzle aspects based on reversing gravity, including bosses and stuff. There are bosses that rotate around the outside edge. And you have to reverse gravity so that you don't like you know hit the edge of the board and die, um, and so so hard. God, it's, it, so hard. it's well, it is. GP makes it look easy. Of course, it does. <laughs> True, <laughs> it's a hard ass game. Yeah, but it's uh, uh-uh. the the first off. I don't know if this is late era for NES, but. It is a gorgeous looking game for the NES. Like when I first watched it, it almost was like, "Is this an NES an SNES game?" Like it's kind of that level of it, of uh, graphics.
2: It is late era NES. Um, it released in the U in North America in ninety one and Japan in ninety two. Okay. So it's it's the the tail end of the NES lifespan.
3: Gotcha. Well. To, since we're going so long, really quickly, it's a it's a mech shooter that you reverse gravity to basically work your way through the puzzles that are each level, and it has some epic boss fights. It's an awesome game, brutally hard, but you know, fantastic all the same.
0: Yes. Okay, I guess I'm up next. Melstorm's cool. All right, so GP's next pick that I am going with. Is, uh, is dear to my heart because I've badged this one, I proudly can say, is uh, Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden, his quotes for why iconic smooth controls, questionable soundtrack, repetitive and imagery. So, wall grab I mean,
3: the simulator.
0: Wall grab the simulator. You want to get frustrated over nothing? Play Ninja Gaiden. If you are are in a good mood and just want your day ruined, <laughs> play Ninja Gaiden. Um, it's a fantastic game. It's a spectacular game. It's fun to play once, and you know once you get to six two then your life is meaningless and and has no purpose. It is the longest level I have ever played in my entire life, but one of the proudest badges I've ever received. So uh, I would go with Ninja Gaiden on there. It has made numerous games that we love to play now, Messenger, uh, Cyber Shadow, games of those, uh, you know, of of current games that are now that obviously pull from the Ninja Gaiden timeline. And the continuous Ninja Gaiden games following that, uh, 2 and 3, are both really well and take away a lot of the annoying stuff that happened in Ninja Gaiden 1. And we could argue the whole, well, it's the first game in the series, so it's got to be the best. I don't know if that's true. However, Ninja Gaiden's a great game. It's a challenging game. It's fun to play up until 6-2. And he's right. It's got banger banger soundtrack, killer graphics, and it's a lot of fun until 6-2.
1: Chard, wow. Just how dare you take the sacred picks of GP, our beloved co-host, and just shit all over it. Just shit all over it. Can you not agree with GP's picks when he's not here?
0: Listen, mister, can I change the one that he gave me into a better version of the game in the series?
1: (laughs) I'm not saying GP's wrong, all right? But he selected Mortal Kombat 2. We'll get there. How dare you? The SNES... He says one was groundbreaking. Two was revolutionary and solid all downhill after this one. Are you kidding me? Have you even played Mortal Kombat 3 or even better Mortal Kombat 3 Ultimate GP? Have you not played the best, the most flavorful, the most frantic characters, Mortal Kombat 3? And it only gets better from then. I've been saying play Mortal Kombat 9 for fucking three years in this podcast and nobody listens to me. Have you we guys been around for years? SNES GP why are you saying the SNES why not MK2 the arcade version we have arcade we're allowed to like arcade
0: games because it takes the
2: Mortal blood Kombat out of
1: the
0: II. Super Nintendo version
1: yeah
2: you need a so blood when code. they're getting
0: kicked they're getting snot
3: kicked but, out you, know, you want to get sweaty I'm I mean, gonna I'm which, gonna I'm gonna fight with I'm gonna fight for GP here because Mortal Kombat 2 introduced Banak- Baraka Barack is it dope. introduced? It introduced, uh, no. Uh, no, that, no that, was was that was three. Thank okay. you. Fuck Cabal. Cabal's stupid. But, uh, what about the sh- robots? Uh, nope. That's three. Three. Okay, three. Three stupid.
0: That's the, those robots but,
3: are terrible. But, <laughs> what's the name? Uh, uh, that throws his hat that has the blade around. Oh, the Kung edge? Lao. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He makes great chicken. Yeah. The the young version of Shang Tsung. Uh, um, I mean, you know, uh, and and both of the of the the the. Uh, ladies with the with the masks, Katana yeah, Jade and, and yeah. Oh, is it Katana? It was like yeah. Jade and and no, Marzipan. It was, was also three. Thank you. Hey, I I love yeah. Banaka. After they were reduced to two, I love the, the, the in the is great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> he's slice you up. I'll say great. this:
1: MK two. He's right. MK one was 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 unique for what it was. MK two is where it definitely got its. It start with the wacky, like, like MK lore is fantastically crazy and out there and they take it just serious enough that it works. And I love it. Mm-hmm. And it started with MK2, right? Like uh, the rumors of Aramac was with MK2 in the arcades. It wasn't even a real mm-hmm. character bug. What they do, they, uh, Ed Boon, he took it and made an actual character in MK3.
0: Like that's the kind of cra- craziness this, this and, franchise
1: and
3: smoke is, would is, occasionally yeah. make little, little glimpses as well.
0: New right? Sabot yeah. was in that one too, wasn't he? Or is that what?
2: Yes. I believe yeah. so, yeah. This is, this is the oh. one where they were like, you know, we got a blue one and we got a yellow one. We need to just make the rest of the rainbow here.
1: <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> we gotta MK2 is good.
2: The <laughs> whole suite of like Zero Lopez's.
3: I love Zero Lopez's. Yeah. I'm going to go with both. <laughs> I'm going to go with both GP and Jake here because as much as i loved baraka in number 2 and i did love uh you know uh lao lao king and uh and the like but i oh, absolutely adored Cabal in number Cabal's 3 kabal cool. yeah, was one of my favorite Cabal. characters yeah and so yeah and i, 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 love I, I kind of am with yeah.
0: you yeah, With oh yeah, Cyrax and Sector. Sector. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, I like both of those guys. And then they made Smoke one of the robots in the late, I think in three. Yeah. I thought that but was. But I good.
3: think number two also introduced the level death mechanic as well. So, mm. I mean, it really that was in the first like one, but only for the in Yeah,
0: was it Babe like, and, and Brutalities? Friendships? Like the more, Friendships? Yeah, the was more, in like, two, I think. The Insane shit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so, I mean, thought- they did
3: introduce a lot of concepts that made it through the remainder of the series in number two, mm-hmm. right?
0: Mortal Kombat was that game, when you heard of as a kid, that you did not think existed. You did not mm-hmm. think that anybody would make something like this. And then they brought it to the consoles. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. What is going on? (laughs) Something is not right here, and and now it's well. uh, Nintendo, Nintendo puts so many
3: rules on top of it that like everybody wanted the Genesis version instead of the Super Nintendo version. We'll keep it the way it is, and we're like, whoa.
2: I would venture to say that the success of Mortal Kombat Two is why we got the Mortal Kombat movie to begin with. Mm, Yeah, and then yeah,
0: uh, and that killer tune,
2: and. Yeah, dun, you got dun, that dun, killer tune. Dun, dun, dun. You also, I mean, who doesn't know Finish Him, right? Like Mortal Kombat yeah, right, yeah, as yeah, a series. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's iconic. So, I I can as the Mortal Kombat games go, Mortal Kombat 2 is the one I've played the most. Hmm. That's fair. So, I fair. I can agree with this I've, to to that extent.
3: Probably <laughs> have played three more just because I adore Cabal. I there's something about Cabal and his and his hooks of doom, right? Like he does I that loved. speed
0: dash where you spin uh-huh. and then
3: you can come or, in or and or hit or him. Or he has the, the he has the little like saw Yellows. blade that like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I love yeah. those hook
0: swords. Those swords are uh-huh. dumb. Yeah. But I really like Cyrex and I really like uh, Sektor. Those those two were my yeah. favorite two in the in that series. <laughs> Open up the chest and bombs just come flying out. Yeah, and then they do <laughs> like one of the death moves was the big clamp that came down and washed uh-huh. the guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that. Yeah.
3: No, I'll agree. Mortal oh. Kombat Two was 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 great. It really it really took what was a cool concept, and and just upped the ante, right? Yeah. So I'm yeah, I'm
1: fine with two being on here. I just I just downhill from here. GP, we gotta work. when you're back, we're gonna have some words. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Two belongs in this list. The SNES version, though, I just thought. I mean, the arcade version for me, I played a lot of it at Seven Eleven. That's how I know this game. Mm. And the console port of this game, I thought was. Not good, but maybe I'm. I've, right. I've not played it in a very long time. No, I thought the it's was his pick.
0: wrong yeah. a couple of points. That's okay. Yeah. All right. But you all still right. want to play the arcade? GP's final
2: pick of the night is Spyro the Dragon for the PS One. I can get behind with this completely. Love Spyro. His yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
4: yeah,
2: his yeah. description is cutesy but universal. I don't think Universal published it for another few years, but we'll leave that <laughs> away. Um, <laughs> banger of a soundtrack. Mood wise. So Mm -hmm. this is a game that's it's from the heyday of these like mascot three D platformers, right? Yeah, Ape Escape, you had Crash, Spyro, Croc. Like they were just coming out left and right. And I think Spyro I liked better than Crash. Like Spyro was Mm, my top tier 3D -hmm. platformer on the PlayStation One for sure. And I think I played through all three of the Spyro's back in the day on the PlayStation. My brother got them for Christmas every year. And I was like, well, as soon as you're done with it, I'm playing it.
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like it, it
2: was, it was clever level design a lot of times, right? Like Mm -hmm. you had, you had to solve interesting puzzles that were not just like solve the puzzle, but figure out the path you're supposed to dash, dash along, jump and glide, get somewhere else within x time limit so this this was a game that really nailed all of that it felt like what you got from an animated film in a playstation game a lot of times back then so it was it it was a very solid game I I agree with GP on the music a lot of the music in the game nails it Mm -hmm. Uh, platforming is solid character design spectacular so yeah this is a winner for sure
3: definitely I agree it should be on the list
0: this is one of those platformers that actually made me want to collect everything I could find in the game. Like I was driven because mm. when you finish a game and, or finish a level and it says like you're missing like one or two gems, then you mm. spend literally hours scouring that level. My wife yep. fucking loves Spyro. This might be one of her favorite <laughs> game series out there. So when they did the remaster version, we picked that up and her and I sat down and played that game together. for Nice ours. we yeah. we love Spyro. That's a great choice. Yeah, that
1: remastered was really well done.
2: Yeah, I think I hundred percent the first game on PS one and yeah, in the like, trilogy.
1: The like, there's only a handful of PS games I feel still hold up graphic wise today. Mm-hmm. Like I know I dump on the PS one a lot, but there there are some games I think still look great. And the original Spyro, they did some magic on the PS one to get Spyro to look as good as it does even today. And the gameplay is great. The controls. We're talking like, I mean, how many mascot 3D platformers were back then? A lot right, of them controlling so like shit. Like, Spyro was one of the best release, controlling right? ones there.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Nice. Awesome. Good pick. Good call. All right, guys. Well, since I'm still some kind of a host in this, this particular episode, guys, I want to thank everybody for coming out. I want to thank the viewers and the listeners and the later listeners. You can find us of course, on all streaming content places, iTunes, Spotify, and the like. Um, you can always catch us here on YouTube, as per usual. Everybody, let's give Jake a warm send-off. Jake will be absent for the next couple of weeks as he will be moving into his new home and probably have a cool setup quite like mine. Um, very excited to, to see the updates from the new house as you are putting yourself together. If there's anything that we can do all the way down south, let us know we will do what we can to help you and support you if if it's just to complain well we're south well no we're you're right we are north of you if you need you're anything north, north of me, of, but us, that's okay. of, me and, of me and and wolf and then you know south <laughs> of sinister there then we'll I do tragic, want to show
1: out two quick things uh on the channel i did upload this week two videos uh one is a um eight doe who makes some great controllers we debated some of them being the best ever uh, they did a neo geo cd inspire controller i did a video on that it's pretty great and Digital Eclipse, the guys who did the um, the Atari 50th collection that I love so much last year, they just released The Making of Karatika. It's not Karatika, apparently, who knew? Uh, that's a great compilation. I did a, a bit of a stream going through it. I also looked at some of the Karatika ports that were not in the collection and for found out they were for a damn good reason because they were lousy. But The Making of Karatika is a fantastic package. So those both those videos are up on Presby's YouTube
0: channel. There's an opportunity that, uh, we might be adding some more content as you can already tell Wolf has been adding content, uh, his own time on Wednesdays. So check him out on there. I'm probably going to be doing some like review snippets on some games and Sinistar. What have you got planned, sir?
3: I've got some ideas of, uh, kind of games that probably wouldn't be great for like streaming, but maybe good for little, like, you know, chunks of YouTube videos. So I've got some ideas. So yeah, you're
0: gonna see a little bit of some pickup of some content instead of every Friday, which will still remain. We'll still keep trucking on that. You guys will know if that's not the case. But uh we want to add a little more spice to the channel other than just the four or five of us talking every every week. So um kick up the pace. So guys, I wanna thank everybody for being here. Uh is there anything that we want to send off other than uh Jake? Good luck and uh good uh good night. Is that what is it? good good luck and good night? Yeah. Is that yeah, is that the phrase? We uh, to cancel.com. Yes, thank we you. We'll miss you while you're gone. Yeah. We will definitely. Yeah. All right, guys, with that, have a wonderful night.
2: Where's the Mountain Dew? <laughs> it's in the fridge <laughs> <laughs>